Hey, I'm Zara J, relationship coach, author, and creator of the Passion Attraction Prototypes. And on this podcast, I teach high achieving women like you how to break relationship patterns and create a match game plan so you can quickly identify and attract a compatible partner for commitment in less time using my six step formula, the Captivating Courtship Code. Every week, I bring you lessons, reflections, and love-changing tips that have been proven to help my clients meet their partners and transform their love lives quickly. You're getting the inside scoop from my years of owning a matchmaking service and as an expert relationship coach that will take you from a wounded princess to a captivating queen of courtship. So if you're ready to ditch trying to get him to commit, which are just anxiety creating relationship tactics, and instead learn authentic yet intentional proven relationship attraction techniques so you can finally have the partnership you desire, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Courtship Code Podcast. If you're ready to transform your love life and attract a partner, I want to invite you to join the Captivating Courtship Code. You're going to break relationship patterns, which is the actual work, and then you'll attract compatible, commitment-ready men using my proven blueprint. And there's no risk. You transform your love life or I'll coach you for free until you do. Go to captivatingcourtship.com slash coaching and I can't wait to meet you. Hi, welcome to today's episode of the Courtship Code podcast. And today is a special BTS behind the scenes of the Captivating Courtship Code group coaching program because today I'm sharing with you a clip from our Monday coffee chat. So every Monday, the women of the Captivating Courtship Code coaching program have the opportunity to submit questions and I go live directly in our private student community to answer the question and provide some additional bonus coaching reminders and coaching. Now this is separate from our weekly group coaching call where everyone joins the call. This is just an opportunity to submit a question and for me to directly answer and provide some in-depth coaching on a particular topic. So I'm sharing this with you today and I hope that you enjoy and that you gain just as much of a benefit from it from the women in the coaching program. Enjoy questions that came up in a coaching session in the past week and I think I'm only going to tackle maybe two of them today but I figured that it would be good to share with you guys because usually if one person has a question other people have questions too so I'm just going to do this with you guys really quickly so the first question that was asked of me this week was um Oh, about survival mode. So I was talking to a member of this group about survival mode. Now, when you're in survival mode, um, that was a good topic to talk about because a lot of times we don't realize that we're in survival mode when it comes to life or when it comes to relationships. A lot of people, of course, can identify survival mode in life because we know that's usually linked to finances or housing or um you know, career, something where you feel like your life is immediately at stake. But survival mode is actually something that goes on in your brain. So 
it can apply to relationships as well. It can apply to any type of, when I say relationships, of course, I don't mean just romantic. It can apply to any type of relationship. But survival mode is when your brain is operating in fight or flight, right? And I'm pretty sure most of you in this group are probably familiar with fight or flight. And when your brain is operating in that state in relationships, sorry, there's not a lot of lighting in here right now. But when, you, when your brain is operating in that space when it comes to relationships, that can cause a lot of anxiety. It can um, cause avoidance, right? It can cause all these survival reactions where you react instead of respond because you're so focused on breathing ultimately so let's say for example you're in courtship and you're getting to know someone and you start to feel a fear of abandonment or you start to feel a little bit anxious or you start just start to feel like you're losing control of the process i know this happens a lot with people men do this a lot when they are in a state of really starting to enjoy the relationship like it's not always out of fear right sometimes you can be in a place where you're actually enjoying the relationship where it feels really good and you start to get nervous because maybe something in the past has happened that is triggering emotion it might be a past relationship experience it might be something from childhood but maybe you've experienced something in the past where everything was going so good and then suddenly it was snatched from you or suddenly a person changed their behavior and they became a totally different person and you experienced that in the past so now you're in a space where you're like you know what i'm not going through that again i don't want to experience that again um or the last time this happened this person changed their mind or they abandoned me or you know, things didn't work out and you start to shut down and you start to get really nervous that you're going to go through a bad experience again and it causes you to react. Well, that is a typical reaction when you don't feel in control or you don't know what the outcome is going to be. So it's important that you get really clear on your reactions in those spaces so that you can take control of them. So just be super aware of what's going on within you. I know as women, over time, you can become very disconnected from your intuition. So you want to connect with your intuition, become more intuitive and be able to self-check and tell yourself, okay, what's really going on right now? Let me step back. You know, is this me or is this my ego? And pay attention to how you are reacting in that moment and determine, are you reacting or are you responding? Like, is this a clear, well thought out, emotionally even keeled response to the situation or are you in a place of anxiety are you in, in a place where you feel like you have to capture or be in control right so that can make a big difference because you don't want to operate in survival mode survival mode in relationships can cause you to be clingy or needy because you're you're trying to cling to life you're trying to breathe in that relationship you're seeking validation in that relationship so you just need it so badly you need it to work out that's where the pressure comes in that's when you start feeling like oh my gosh you know i need this person to marry me or i need this person to be the one or what if it doesn't work out and you get really stressed and the best place to be in is in a place where you are very nonchalant you are not focused on controlling the outcome. You are just focused on enjoying the moment. And being in a full feminine space where you are fully present, you are fully in the moment, and you feel just 
natural and light and desirable and you're just focused on the here and the now you're not so focused on the future of course you want to be intentional about your future but when you are really controlled by it and controlled on trying to control the future i'm sorry driven by trying to be controlled by the future is going to stress out the relationship is going to stress out the courtship and it's not going to be a good outcome and men can sense that men can definitely sense when you are applying pressure and i know if if you've ever been through that i know i have in the past right where you might be like i'm not applying pressure to the situation i don't why would he think it's pressure? But usually it's because there's something about you that's coming off very anxious or very needy or like it has to happen. You need it to happen. And it's causing stress on you and that other person. So you don't want to operate in survival mode. Survival mode can also cause you to be very combative, very defensive, um, very aggressive, or like you feel like you need to prove something because it's almost like your life is at stake. You have to make it happen. You are in a place of lack. You are in a lacking mindset and an abundance mindset. So you are focused on surviving. In order to survive, you got to take control of it. You got to, you know, if you don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. So that can be a reaction to survival mode. So I just want you to think about these things. This was just something that came up in a coaching session that I thought would be good to share. Um, what else do I have down here? I have down here, um, what are some questions to ask before marriage? That was good. Um, if you're in the course, I believe it's in step maybe 2.1 or 2.2. I talk about the fact that when you're in a place of being your authentic self and being in a place where you're upholding your boundaries, upholding your values, then you should be able to pay attention to who a person really is. I'm not saying don't ask them questions. You certainly need to ask people questions. <laughs> ask them the right questions. Make sure that you're very clear and intentional about the things that are important to you that you need to know. But I don't want you paying so much attention to what a person says that you ignore what they do. I don't want you to be in a place where someone can just sell you on who they are and not show you who they are. So just as we always say, actions speak louder than words, not just about the actions on how they treat you, but pay close attention to their lifestyle. You can ask a person 50 million questions and they can tell you exactly what you need to hear. They can tell you every single thing that you need to hear, but that's not what you want. You don't want what you need to hear. You want to hear what you need to see. <laughs> if that made any sense, I hope that made sense to you, but you want to pay attention to their lifestyle. So I'm a firm believer that in the first two weeks of getting to know someone, you should be able to identify their lifestyle habits. We are habitual people. Remember, if you're in a wound so worth coaching, that means you're trying to break relationship habits. Everyone has habits. Every single person has habits. So people are very habitual. What they're showing you, what they're not showing you is exactly who they are. So if you are trying to get to know someone and there are certain values that you want them to have, there are certain things that you want to make sure that your ideal partner, your ideal mate, or your ideal marriage is able to provide for your life, you need to pay close attention to how that person is living. And you, if you're paying attention, you're using discernment and you're connected 
with that women's intuition, that God-given intuition that you have, and you're not fighting it, and you allow it to just happen, you allow it to just connect, you should be able to identify what this person's lifestyle is and what their values are. I want you to get really, really good at paying attention to what people value. I don't care if it's your mama, I don't care if it's your kids, I don't care if it's your best friends. Pay attention to what people value because what they spend their money on, what they put their energy into, who they put their energy into or surround themselves with, where they invest their time is telling you what they value. So a person's lifestyle habits will show over the first two weeks. That's what I believe. I don't believe it takes more than two weeks of paying attention to a person to identify their habits. You'll, you should be able, in two weeks of consistent communication, of course, if you only talk to them once in two weeks, it's not gonna happen. But if you're actually building a rapport with this person, you're talking to them every day, or you're talking to this person a few times a week, you should be able to identify, and I'm talking about for more than, you know, 10 minutes, at least anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes, about, I would say at least 30 minutes a call, um, or meeting this person in person, you should be able to identify their lifestyle habits. So where do they go? Where do they spend their time? Who do they spend their time with? What are some things that they talk about? Because the things that they talk about is going to be a good indicator on the things that they value, right? Um, making sure that their actions and the things that they talk about are in alignment with their lifestyle. So, for example, if a person is always saying, um, I I really want to eat healthy or I love, okay, like for me, for example, right? I am always working on my eating habits and my fitness habits is something that I semi-value. I'm not going to fake it. Like That's like my top value. It's not my top value or else I would be living a very strict, healthy eating and fitness lifestyle. I'm conscious about my eating habits. I'm conscious about my uh, weight or about my fitness level, but it's not like a top value to me. So if that's someone else's top value and they want someone else who really values that i'm not going to be in alignment with that because that's just not something that really matters to me is it important yes i do see the value in it i do think it's important but i'm not in a space right now where that is something that i'm going to put at the forefront of my life right now there are other things that i value more there are other things that are a little bit more important to me and maybe one day i'll bump that up on the list but at this point in time it's not the greatest thing and i don't necessarily feel like it's a mandatory thing um for my man either so for you if that lifestyle habit, let's say if it is um, something religious or if it is something, I don't know, education or work-wise or whatever the habit is, you need to pay attention to that person's habit, what their lifestyle habits are. Remember, we are creatures of habit. Whatever habits are there are who they are, unless they are actively working on changing those habits and you're seeing the action Pay attention to who they're showing you that they are because you don't want to be sold on the representation of a person. You really want to be sold on who that person actually is. And it only takes about two weeks of getting to know someone to be able to identify that. So like I said, pay attention to where do they spend their time? What are their work habits like? What are their lifestyle habits like? 
What are the things that they eat? I mean, you're, you don't have to ask these people these questions. Usually you're on the phone with someone and they, they might be like, oh, I'm about to grab dinner. Oh, what are you eating for dinner? I mean, there are basic things that you can ask to get understanding of a person and pay attention to their habits. How do they speak about their family? How often do they see their children? Or if they don't have children, what are some things that they say around family or around um, marriage? Like if a person is telling you that they don't really value commitment or... Um, they can't really see themselves doing certain things or living in certain places or having a certain lifestyle, believe them. Believe what someone tells you the first time. Believe who a person shows you are the, they are the first time. You don't have to waste months or years trying to figure it out. They're telling you exactly who they are. You just have to keep your eyes open and pay very close attention. But if you're looking for more specific questions, under, I believe it's step two point. I believe it's step 2.4 on the course platform. There's a list of 81 questions. If you scroll down under the core, I think it's under the core values exercise, there's a list of 81 questions to ask before marriage. Who's in here? If you're in here watching it, make sure you say hi. Don't just creep in. Say hi so I know that you're here and I know who it is so I can say hi back. But um, just leave me a comment below. But if you are doing the exercises, I think it's under step, it's either under step 2.3 or 2.4. I provided you with a list of 81 questions that you can ask before marriage. And these are 81 questions. They're great to ask because they're under different categories like family life, sex, um, I think gender role expectations, um, I think career might or wealth um, is one of the categories, but there is sectioned off into about five categories, I believe it is. Um, different things that you may consider. Now, I don't suggest for you to just rattle off the questions like, okay, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you, that is really uncomfortable. And that can unintentionally create a lot of stress between two parties and feel like a lot of pressure. But you can casually weave some of these questions in over time so that you are able to get to know this person and just pinpoint the ones that really matter to you and really stand out to you. So those are some things that you can do in order to really pay attention and get to know someone before marriage, get to identify and know their lifestyle habits, and also have a list of questions for some things that you may not have ever thought about, but pull out the things that are definitely important to you so that you can start to get to know a person with intention. If you're ready to transform your love life and attract a partner, I want to invite you to join the Captivating Courtship Code. You're going to break relationship patterns, which is the actual work, and then you'll attract compatible, commitment-ready men using my proven blueprint. And there's no risk. You transform your love life or I'll coach you for free until you do. Go to captivatingcourtship.com slash coaching and I can't wait to meet you.